I think another thing that I noticed that makes me like more hopeful is on media, more people are like speaking up and advocating for themselves and sharing their experiences. And that makes the Asian community more connected than ever. And it made me realize that we are resilient and it makes me proud of myself and my own cultural background. The views expressed by speakers in this episode are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Asian Plus podcast or the entities the speakers are associated with. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Asian Plus podcast. This podcast is run by New York City high school students with the goal of creating a safe space for Asian American youth. We're your hosts, Sophie and Ejen, and today we want to share our experiences and discuss how growing up as Asian Americans has shaped us into who we are today. We have two very special guests with us. Please welcome Michelle. Hi, everyone. And Shelly. Hello. Welcome. Before we start, let's introduce ourselves. I'll go first. My name is Sophie Wang, and I'm one of your hosts today. I'm a Chinese American, and I've spent five years of my childhood in China. And a fun fact about me is I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. Hello, everyone. I'm your other host. My name is Yijen. I immigrated to the States from China when I was seven years old. And a fun fact is that I live in a biracial family. Hi, guys. My name is Michelle. I'm your speaker for today. I'm a first-generation Chinese-American. I spent five years in Fuzhou, China when I was little. And a fun fact about me is that I'm the oldest of four sisters. Hi, my name is Shelly, and I'm your other speaker for today. I was born and raised in Queens, New York. And a fun fact about me is that I mainly speak a dialect called Wendonese at home. We are so glad that you guys joined us today. Yeah, how are you guys? We're doing well. Thank you for having us. Cool. So let's just jump right into today's topic. Our first question for you guys is, what was your earliest encounter with racism in America as an Asian American? Yeah, I'll go first. So I think growing up, my parents were very protective of me and sort of kept me in this bubble of ignorance. And I didn't really know the hatred that can happen in this world. But one time when I was 12 and walking home from prep, this stranger approached me from behind and he went, young, pretty Asian lady, where are you from, right? And he did that bowing position, which is typically shown of Asians in media. And when I told him I was born here in America and I was raised here, he started invalidating me, asking me like, where are you really from? Which is something that the Asian American community in particularly faces. And it is really demeaning, even if the perpetrator doesn't intention it to be that way because the underlying message of that question is that us Asians aren't true Americans even if this is the only home that we've ever known. That is such a horrible situation to experience. So thinking back at that incident now, what would you have done differently and what advice would you give to people? Yeah, definitely. I think that if I was ever put in that situation again, I would be more aware of my surroundings. You know, like look at where you are and the people around you. And since it was approaching night when that incident happened, I would try not walking alone. I would have found like a buddy to walk home with. Unfortunately, events like that can happen even when you least expect it. Something that I witnessed recently was that I was out one weekend shopping and there was this mother-daughter pair in front of us. And this man comes from this store and charges at them suddenly, started calling them racial slurs and verbally assaulting them before running off. So what was supposed to be a fun day out for me turned into yet another reminder that racist attacks aren't just 
pictures on the screen, but they can happen to everyday people in everyday life. Reflecting on it, I think that the origin of the problem is that it's commonly believed that Asian American girls don't fight back in these attacks, which makes them an easier target. Thankfully, the mother and daughter, they were okay, but people should always be sure to protect yourself when you're outside and be aware of your surroundings. And I think that's a stereotype of how Asian girls are more submissive and timid and that they'll just accept these racist attacks without resisting. Yeah, I think that the idea of like being timid doesn't just apply to Asian girls. I think it also applies to the Asian community as a whole. Something that I noticed while in school and in class is like the participation of Asian students in my class. A majority of my class are Asian students, but the participators and the students who like participate a lot in class are usually not the Asian students. And I think it goes into this idea of like, well, they know the answer. Why aren't they participating? Another thing that I also notice is like the participation of the Asian American community in extracurriculars, especially in leadership. This extracurricular that I attend, where a majority of the club is Asian Americans and the leadership or the board members of the club are students who aren't Asian. And I think that kind of reflects how despite a majority of us being Asian Americans, there's not a lot of us in positions of leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think that the stereotype Michelle was trying to get at was that Asian are usually followers, not leaders, which is just one of the many stereotypes that are kind of written on Asian Americans. Another stereotype is the model minority myth, which is we have it better than other ethnicities. The term model minority is actually known as a positive stereotype. It generalizes a group which seemingly desirable qualities, but it's still a stereotype nonetheless. And although it's considered a positive stereotype, it creates negative effects on our minority group. And the model minority myth is applied to Asian Americans for apparent success in academic, economic, and cultural domains, which erases differences amongst individuals in our communities. One experience that I have with stereotypes is that I had a prep teacher who was Asian in our class. We had a majority of us who were Asian. And he said to the class, oh, because the class is Asian, um, math should be easy for everyone. And that kind of generalizes how Asians are good at math. And that really put a lot of pressure on myself to live up to these unbearable expectations and try to do my best despite everyone else around me. Mm-hmm. And I think the model minority myth in black science is very prevalent because our school is predominantly Asian and the myth enforces students to do their best, which oftentimes leads to extreme stress and anxiety rather than motivation to do better. And it also leads to students um, associating themselves with their achievements rather than their actual personality. Yeah, so I have also had experiences with pressure at school, especially since in middle school, I did very well. I was basically top of the class. But then when I transitioned to Bronx Science, you know, it was like really rough transition because I got undesirable grades as comes with the fast paced curriculum. So I really found myself feeling like an imposter and a fraud at the school. So when I wouldn't get that A plus on my paper, I feel like I have failed myself, my parents and my teachers. Yeah, I also have like some like a similar experience. 
with a lot of the pressure at school. With like course selections at school, when I was selecting a math class, I had wanted to take a regular math class, but my teacher and also guidance counselor recommended that I would take the AP class. And that kind of like put a lot of pressure on me because they were expecting me to take the class that a lot of the other Asian students were taking. Another instance of racism in the school environment that I experienced is not only teachers and adults who are perpetuating these stereotypes, but also students. In middle school, I had this classmate who used derogatory terms, uh, and he was also an Asian, and he was using these really offensive words and stretching his eyes, which was really disappointing and embarrassing for him because he was trying to fit in with the other non-Asian students. And I think that uh, these people perpetuate these stereotypes because they want to fit in and they also might use it as a defense mechanism and they fail to see how it's like really toxic to our Asian American community. Mm-hmm. I think Shelly's story really shows how Asian stereotypes damages our community, especially since internalized racism also persists within our community. So I actually have a example. So one day I was in school and I was heading to one of my classes. After the lecture, the teacher started talking about Chinese cuisine and that's what things started getting wrong. So he was saying, oh, Chinese people eat everything. They eat bats, they eat dogs, snakes, etc. And then after I heard that, I was just so enraged with his comment, especially since COVID-19 was just breaking out that time. And a lot of people were blaming Asian people for creating this virus, even though it wasn't their problem. So what he said really didn't contribute any positive effects towards that problem and instead it actually worked against the Asian community and in general I just felt it was really disappointing like Shelly said because he failed to recognize that what he was saying was damaging to his own community and to his own people. We are all aware that COVID-19 is a really great factor to the rise of racism against Asian Americans recently. This pandemic has affected everyone but especially Asian Americans. So have any of you experienced changes in these unstable times? So yeah, definitely with COVID, I feel that many people have found the virus as an excuse and outlet to commit very horrendous hate crimes to the Asian American community. And recently, we have seen a rise in targeting elderlies in specific. And I think this stems from the fact that elderlies are feeble and easier to target. Personally, I grew up with my grandparents and I currently still live with them. So when I saw in the media that there was this incident of Asian elderly attack, to a place that I live very close to, I became really concerned that the same thing would happen to my own grandparents. So I became afraid to let them go anywhere, like the doctors or the supermarket. But then I would just disguise it as a safety precaution because of the pandemic, due to the reason that I don't want them to panic. And this really impactful post that I saw back in March, it said that when the pandemic broke out, we had to tell them not to go out because of COVID. And now we have to tell them not to go out because of hate crimes. And also, I read from a news article that, you know, while racist crimes in 2020 decreased by 7%, those targeting Asian people rose by nearly 150%, which is like a shocking statistic and has made me feel really helpless in the situation. I can completely agree with Michelle because I myself also disguise this 
attacks for Asian Americans from my grandmother. And I think it's completely unacceptable and disheartening that we have to fear for our grandparents' safety when they go out for simple tasks like going to groceries, like Michelle said. Yeah, hearing all of your experiences, it's really upsetting that our community has to face these attacks, these stereotypes, and these racist remarks and actions. But I think another thing that I noticed that makes me like more hopeful is on media, more people are like speaking up and advocating for themselves and sharing their experiences. And that makes the Asian community more connected than ever. And it made me realize that we are resilient and it makes me proud of myself and my own cultural background. So reflecting on my past experiences, I feel glad that I was exposed to these events at an early age so that I am better prepared and ready to stand up for myself should I ever experience these racist events again. It has also allowed me to inform others about the normalized racism that Asians face on a daily basis and gives me a platform to counter the dominant narrative that Asians do not face discrimination. And like Shelly said, this discussion has made me feel that there are people out there who have shared similar experiences as me, and I'm proud that I'm able to advocate for my community through this podcast. Yeah, and I think a lot of us feel the same way because of these racist attacks against Asian Americans. So in this episode, we talked a wide variety of topics, including internalized racism, false stereotypes, rise of Asian Americans attacks due to COVID-19, which are all pretty heavy topics. But I think it's very important to have these discussions and they should continue into the future to raise awareness. Many people might feel afraid or powerless in these times, but I think it's very important to have our voices heard. We as a community can become stronger, more connected, and more communicative. A message that really resonates with me and I think a lot of people can take away is that we are all temporary guests on this earth, so why don't we just be kind to each other? Yeah, and that's a very meaningful message that we hope our listeners will take away from our podcast. And that is all for this episode of Asian Plus. Let's thank our guest speakers for being with us today for the wonderful discussion. Thank you for having us. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions and comments or if you would like to be a guest speaker in our future episodes, please feel free to email us at asianplus.podcast at gmail.com. That is asianplus.podcast podcast at gmail.com and be sure to follow us on instagram at asian plus podcast to hear more about our future updates thank you for supporting us